let me tell you this. Papa is indeed horny. <laughs> <laughs> asked the question earlier about the patrols and and did you have to roll to handle them and why not uh pull from the deck the rusalka oh Mm. the what the what rusalka rusalka the river bride let's see married to the river (laughs) the prize you seek may be more dangerous than you have considered listen to the warnings given to you by friends and loved ones there is more wisdom in their words than you wish to hear so i think uh that your way to the broker is gonna be a lot more cautious like i think it takes you much longer to get there than you originally you know would have hoped um and you you decided to start on this uh fairly early morning and now you're headed over uh and it's almost afternoon the the show may even be starting within the next hour or two Mm. but you make your way over to the broker's office you're welcomed inside the building as previously. Is there anything that you would like to do as you prepare to confront the broker? No. Jonnet one Jonnet takes off kind of anything that on his person that might be like a holdover from the race that might have the broker's like emblem on it or things like that. Mm-hmm. And he just wants to like hold it in like his hand. Okay. That that is fairly easy to yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Um so you approach the office, uh, like I said, spooky butlers welcome you inside. Mm-hmm. They actually walk with you to escort you and open the door for you spooky to butler? the office. Spooky butler. Inside, you find that the room is lit about as well as it ever has been. The curtains have been drawn uh, so that no new light gets in the room. You see the broker in there. He looks fairly worse for wear. I don't think anybody in your group has slept, uh, and the broker looks just as tired. Okay. Something that really strikes you is that in the room, tied to chairs, bound and gagged, look like employees from the broker's hotel. Mm. Gable's going to do a melee attack. Cool. Versus Dope. on the broker. Okay. <laughs> so I assume that's easy? Uh, or mean It will be easy. You will have two black dice to this uh, because he is across the room from you. Okay, great. On the other side of the I didn't know that table. I should have crossed before I did my melee. <laughs> well, I mean, do, would you want to, like, just... coolly walk up to him? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so would I keep the, the two black 
It's yeah, yeah. Uh, no, Th- throw those away. Um, but I, I do want to uh, tell you the scene up to then. Yes. Then. Uh, so you're approaching the broker. The broker looks a little distracted, but the doors open up, goes... Oh, good. You're all here. Uh, uh, I want to begin by apologizing to each and every one of you. And I assume that he and gets then, cut off. Uh, he gets cut off. Uh, <laughs> just an advantage. Okay. What shit do you... in? So you don't hit him, but you are getting an advantage out of this. I flip over his desk. Yeah, I was about to yeah. say, break his table. <laughs> oh, no, yeah, exactly. Uh, Gable just brings a fist down onto the table and breaks it in half. Yeah, it, your your strike could have easily hit him, and instead it, it, like, it passes his face and smashes the table. This solid wood table splits in two and you know falls to either side. The sound of daggers, which had been laid on the table, clatters to the ground along with the sound of the heavy wood, and the figures bound in the chair start to struggle and and scream through their gags. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, 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 in that uh, moment, Jonnet, he pulls his pistol, just turns around, and like just watches the door for real quick, and it's just like, go ahead, Gable. Explanations are in order. I can assure you, first and foremost, I was not made privy to this decision. Now, Jonnet, you do notice as you watch the door, the spooky butler has pulled the gun on you. Mm-hmm. Um, they did not make a move to stop you from pulling your gun. And I think you can probably uh, make a perception check for me. Pick up game of perception. <laughs> So that is one success and three disadvantages. As someone who has been in a fight before, in in like fights where your life was on the line, Mm -hmm. uh, you can tell when people are hesitant to fight you because you are a child. Um, (laughs) You looking at this person, you believe that they did not stop you from drawing your weapon because you were a child. But looking into their eyes, you also believe that they will not hesitate to kill you. They'll shoot a child just later. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, you, you essentially get the impression that they allowed you to get armed first. The broker looks wildly stunned and has has his hands up in, in front of him. Uh, 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 Mr. Matigo, Mr. Matigo, if yeah. you, you wouldn't mind running interference. Everyone calm down. Oh, I don't understand. Calm. The advantages of protection are such that, oh, shouldn't money fix everything? Shouldn't you protect yourself from me? Oh, wait, maybe it doesn't matter. I can assure you, Mr. Gable, that should you harm me in any way, it will be dealt with. Now, I will not make such an order while I am unharmed because I feel that you are owed an apology. Oh, oh, an apology. Thank you. Thank you for apologizing for the death of our friend. The death. He's dead. It's not as if he got beat up in an alley. He's dead. Uh, now I understand you're very upset and and we're saying a lot of hurtful things right now. <laughs> 
I empathize with that. I'm hearing you. I'm going to start I'm breaking hearing things. you. Okay, well, please... <laughs> Let's all just calm down. Oh, We're I all... totally love that Gable is breaking shit right now. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> just like just like punctuating sentences with like a, a vase on the <laughs> on the window. Yeah, yeah, just casually strolling through this. And I think I think Travis is like placating as this is happening. Okay. Okay, Order of the <laughs> Phoenix, Harry Potter. <laughs> Tearing portraits off the wall. Let's calm down a little bit, everyone. We're all heated. Clearly the broker was in the middle of something. Maybe it has to do with us. Maybe not. Let's hear him out. He can hear us out. No one else has to die. Reparations are in order. A member of your crew died on my watch. The first death of anyone under my protection in my term as the broker, I have never failed in a way so dramatic as this. I blame myself. I blame my staff. Yeah, we do too. Well, I think that's part of what today is about. Um. I have prepared my staff for you to discipline as you would. Um, well, then start by telling these spooky butlers to put down their guns. Uh, uh, the the staff here uh, is is not at fault. The the, the staff at, the ones that are tied up, I assume. Yes, this is the the night staff of my hotel. Well, if you are sincere about wanting to make amends, get this gun out of my face. Well, you should probably put your... Him first. Well, what if we all put our weapons down on the count of three? I will put my gun down on four. He will put his gun down at three. <laughs> I, I I think that's fair. Uh, 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 Fernando. Uh, it's he, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> he, he sighs and he, he, he makes a motion and the spooky butler lowers their gun and you know maintains eye contact with you the entire time yeah for sure for sure so three Jonet, four Jonet will holster his gun and uh gable, maybe put your hands in your pockets uh gable is in the middle of like shredding piece by piece <laughs> a very ancient fan just like <laughs> busting it off like it was chopsticks uh, okay oh, oh okay okay <laughs> they throw it on the okay. ground <laughs> I I have prepared my night staff. Now there we they have been interrogated as far as I know bribes were accepted. Um the people who took the bribes have been dealt with. This is the staff that oversaw them and allowed that to happen. Uh how many people are, are- are tied up? There are probably about a dozen. Okay. Oh, God. Wow. Wow. And these are, uh, <clears throat> Jonet to the, bro- yeah, uh, Jonet kind of like gives a nod to Fernando and then kind of like turns his back and then walks over and joins up with everybody else. This is everybody that was involved? Yes, though uh, I will point out, uh, I don't know how much it matters to you. You are a crew of pirates and your sense of justice is your sense of justice. 
uh, many of these people just happened to be on the staff. I don't know who was lax in their powers of observation and allowed a co-worker to take a bribe on their watch or an employee. But again, that's something for you to decide. I hate to be high maintenance. But do you have any free chairs that no one's tied up in? (laughs) You trash. (laughs) We're all just so tired from, you know, being up, what, with our dead friend and a funeral and... and Oh, of course. Fernando? Um, Fernando walks across this very long room, goes behind the broker's desk, and wheels out a wheelchair that squeaks the entire time as it crosses the floor. It's just like clicking of hard-soled shoes and the squeaking. God. Sincerely, thank you. (laughs) Squeaks when Travis sits down and, like, leans back. Yeah, it and it, it leans, but it's so smooth. <laughs> there are like a bunch of knobs and dials that are like very particular settings for that chair underneath it. I assume it's like steam powered or something. <laughs> Not quite steam powered, but like very, they're mechanical clunks and chunks if you move them around. And each time you change a setting, like the broker winces or flinches a little bit. So you just had it adjusted. You're so, you're so tall. So, you know, I was I like my feet to be touching the ground. We're almost there. Just a couple. Oh. Okay. I think that'll. That'll do. The people that I believe are most responsible are, are held here, and uh, the, the rest of the staff is, is, is held on, on this side. Um, I believe it is appropriate, as I and my staff have failed you, that we accept whatever punishment you deem fit. Uh, I think in that moment, I think Jonnet is currently going through maybe the same series of emotions that uh that nodos was having on the ship where it's like he's he's so just like angry and wants to direct it at something or someone and he thought that it would be the broker but he's right now the broker has kind of been nothing but He's been he's been saying kind of all the the right ish things, and so Jonnet is like very much still trying to like he still has all this anger. He just doesn't really know where to put it right now. Well, then what about the what about the the information desk? Young blood Tiberius. He he outbid us. He he's he's a ghost now. Outbid. Yes. What we, do you mean outbid? We got a raven from. I assume it was you. No, that was from the desk. Everyone uses ravens in this city. You have to see what the stationery says to know where it was from. It said from the desk of the help desk. (laughs) You've made a separate deal with the desk then. Oh, okay. 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 He did not outbid me. Uh, I I can assure you that he will find no information from you. Well, I believed I could have assured you that, but now I don't know. Oh, oh don't there, start. There, there, there. Oh, there. man, if you start crying, then I might forgive you. <laughs> I think, actually, you can see, because I always describe the, the broker as, like, having this, this like, Big eye watery. makeup. Yeah. yeah. I kind of think you can see that there are tear streaks in his makeup. 
<laughs> oh, you poor, poor spooky man. I <laughs> am I spooky? Well, I thought you're kind of going for it as you deal. I. That's what I thought too. <laughs> I thought this was intimidating. Oh, 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 you poor thing. Travis gets up and walks to someone who's tied up and pulls a handkerchief out of their pocket <laughs> and hands it to the broker. Uh, the broker like blots at his eyes. <laughs> I just, you think you have the city quaking at the mention of your name. You dress like a big, scary bird every day. And, and, and your staff betrays you. I don't even know if I should keep being the broker. What good is it if someone can just walk into my territory, show some gold around, and that matters more than my name, more than what I've accomplished? No, no, no. You're a great the broker. <laughs> if Janet, like, clenches his teeth, like, looks like he's fighting this, and then he's just like, everyone slips up. Gable turns to the both of you just in astonishment. Like, what is happening? And John, it turns to Gable. like, I don't know. <laughs> I think we're losing sight of the issue here. I agree. Broker, I've got a question. What do you make of this? Travis pulls out Dref's heart that's wrapped in the handkerchief. Stop it. <laughs> Where does he where does he place it? There's no table now. <laughs> uh, on the just on the side. Of it. <laughs> uh, no, I think he just holds it out in like in the Are you in your handkerchief. The broker coughs in astonishment and then pulls out a pair of glasses mm-hmm. and and puts them on his nose. You can see that his eyes look super big under the glasses and it looks very silly. <laughs> uh, he makes his way over to the heart and goes well, that's a mighty impressive relic that you have there. You relic. wouldn't be selling this, would you? I I could definitely make you an offer. And I think he catches mm. Gable's mm. eyes. Yeah, John, John it snaps back. Well, well, <laughs> maybe give us a little more information about this relic and we'll see. It's not a relic. It's a very good relic. Okay. I like this. Um, I mean, it... it, it he turns away from gable and like breathes a little bit come on gable this is fun we're having fun it is a relic i i I assume this is from your companion uh yeah well yes this is dref's heart okay well i don't i haven't met a dref um did you oh, guys right. never meet? Yeah. What what position did he, I mean I I don't know why I would play coy. My my the information desk did a, he's the doctor. Yeah, you the spooky lost doctor, your doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um if he was a man of of magical ability then stuff like that can happen. So it's just his heart's just a little magic. It's it's worth a, a great deal to the right buyer or uh, the right magician. Um, what sort of thing can you do with a yeah heart like this? All sorts. Oh, that sounds like a weird like 
R&B song. All of the prisoners are singing that. I am not a magician myself. I, I, I just deal in the, the trade of many different magical goods. Uh, I've heard rumors of all sorts of things being done with them. I know those rumors alone are worth their weight in gold. Uh, an item, I, I mean, was, was your uh, friend a well-known sorcerer? Uh, I would he, say he was a well-known anything. He was just a doctor. I, either way, uh, a, a miracle like this. I mean, there are all sorts of people that use uh, human parts in spells and rituals. I it, use my human parts every day. Gross. <laughs> Not the gross ones. They're all gross. Stop. <laughs> When you're an animal. <laughs> uh, um, mm. uh, uh, the, so, sorry. I'm just thinking about human parts is very disgusting to me. Oh, he uh, was the same way. They're, so funny. So funny that we have his heart and he was so grossed out by blood. There are people who will use blood in, in rituals and in magic. Anyone who is a, a, a casual user of, of magical arts will know that sometimes you have to bleed a little bit to make a spell work. Uh, sometimes you have to make sacrifices of, of, of living things or, or use parts of creatures. It turns out that humans are no different in magical circles and a human who is particularly proficient in magic can have side effects like uh, leaving a heart behind uh, when a burial ceremony was performed with fire or or what have you. Um, and other magicians would be happy to take that as it eases them in whatever their dark arts are. It's popular so, in a lot of different places in the world, just not everywhere. So, okay. So it's... That's Could be like of, some kind of catalyst. And what sort of what sort of price are we talking? Well, it's a shame that he wasn't a well-known sorcerer, as that would definitely have raised the price quite a bit. Still, uh, oh, the, real quick. So even with the the broker having access to the information desk and all that jazz, he does not know that Dref is a young blood. No. Okay. Ooh. Whoa. Nobody do. Okay. Okie dokie. Uh. Well, what, what if? <laughs> what if? Come to find out, he was though a notable. Oh, well, I mean that that could increase the value by uh, a staggering amount. Really, it depends on the buyer and and what uh, they wanted it for, but. Uh, you can use something like that for all sorts of things. And again, th this is no doubt a miracle, whatever has happened. You burned the body and a heart remains. That's one hell of a story. Burn a body and a heart remains. And a heart remains. The pricing... Of a heart aside, I think what we really need to discuss is the fact that I believe our dealings with you are, in fact, should be finished. 
I we've already negotiated the feather weave. I'm sorry there wasn't a greater cut for you. But since I don't believe you can guarantee us safety, there's no reason for us to continue this arrangement, such as it were. I would agree with that assessment, um, which is one of the reasons that I'm so glad that you came to see me today. Uh, I believe our arrangement has concluded as per our contract. I failed in my duties as a protector uh, to you. Um, because I failed in my duties, I will extend my protection for what little you would respect it uh, for the remainder of your stay in Bougenith. And I will not be accepting a cut of your dealings with the feather weave because I failed to uphold my end of the contract and a rather important one. I will also be offering you a price of 10,000 gold marks to make up for the unfortunate loss of a ship's doctor. I believe that should be enough to hire on a qualified individual 10 times over for a very long contract. Again, I am sorry, and I know not everyone is comfortable to speak of human lives in straightforward business terms, but I do believe that would be a fair price. Now, our, our dealings would be concluded here if I did not have a request to make of you. A request? In what world? Do you think that we would honor any sort of request from you? I'll hear it. I would like to hire you. What has been done here is, I assume, a massive emotional blow against all of you. And I can only imagine, uh, with the emotional displays that I have seen here, he looks over all of the nice things that he had in this room that were broken up by Gable, <laughs> that you are desirous of some sort of recompense, uh, not even just from me, but from uh, the people who wronged you. I mm. feel very much the same way to a lesser extent as my reputation was attacked viciously by these animals. I can't allow someone to come into my city, no matter how wealthy they may be, and flaunt their power over mine and walk away unscathed. And I believe that future business associates would see it as a bit of poetic justice if the people who were under my protection got to have their own revenge. I would like to offer the strength I have as the broker to help you find your vengeance. The one request that I have in return for this, my payment, would be that you deal with Tiberius Youngblood in a very public way. Mm. Perhaps How? at a falconry competition? I was thinking the joust. Oh, sure. <laughs> that makes more sense. I was just thinking about kind of myself for really? no reason. It oh, would be still... very cool if a very big bird ate the man. Well, uh, I imagine how cool it would be if it was a different bird, maybe a smaller bird. He pauses for a second hearing that phrase said <laughs> and looks at you. 
and shakes his head in disbelief. <laughs> <laughs> no, the joust makes more sense. The joust, the the joust will will kill him in the joust, and it will honestly be good for everyone. I mean, how have you gotten any sense of? Has this information gotten out to the public yet? Do people other, do other than us in this room and the people working for Tiberius? Do they know about what happened in that hotel? What happened to Dref or an an unnamed person who worked for the broker? All the people who would have been involved and would have seen anything are either dead or in this room, apart from, of course, Tiberius Youngblood. Hmm. Jimbo, Jamie boy, how you doing? It's Casey, Tony of the Toledo Tonys, editor of this show, Campaign, as well as editor of and performer on Neo Scum, the future fantasy comedy podcast, as well as beloved Twitch streamer at twitch.tv slash CaseyPony, P-O-N-E-Y, where I join my chat, Team Geef, to play through the Kingdom Hearts series in Fall of a Kingdom Wednesdays at 6 p.m., as well as pop-up streams of horror games throughout the month. Anyway, sorry if my signal's a little spotty. I'm on Jennifer's Privy. Sorry, that's uh, private jet lingo for private jet. I keep using private jet lingo for people who don't know it, and and honestly, oh boy, I have egg on my face when I do so. Uh, Anyway, I got this little text that you sent, and first of all, I want to say thank you to you for breaking the months-long silence that we've had since, of course, you used my second voicemail as well as my first as interludes in two consecutive episodes of Campaign, uh, which uh, I warned you what the consequences of that would be, and uh, now that did not come to pass. Despite my best efforts, it did not come to pass, and that's fine. You know what? I'm glad, because I think we can learn a lot from our failures, and from our hardships and our heartbreak, okay? And, and I'm not against learning and growing unlike certain people. Anyway, uh, the text, I was a little curious. The wording was weird. It said, um, mid-roll mailing list do? I, uh, having trouble piecing that one together, bud. I was thinking maybe you could use some prepositions or, uh, something, but... If I had to guess, I think... Now, this is crazy. Call me crazy for thinking this one because, honestly, it's so absurd I have to laugh. I think you're trying to ask me to do another interlude for you. And by another, I mean the first one because I've never agreed to do an interlude for you. They just somehow keep ending up in there. <laughs> I won't be doing that, Mr. D'Amato. I will not. And that one would ask me 
such a thing is an insult of the highest order. So I'm going to pretend that that isn't what you want, and I just misunderstood, and I'll let you call me back and clear that up. But I have to admit I also found it funny that if that were the case, you didn't say, mention any one-shot network Patreon patrons. (laughs) Uh, Which I I honestly, I, I couldn't help but think, wow, that would be pretty petty. That James got so envious of the close personal relationships I have with 99% of the one-shot network patrons that he would ask me specifically not to mention any of them. If I were to record another interlude, that is another joke that makes me laugh. I want to thank you for the jokes that make me laugh. Jennifer's over there laughing too. We're having a great time. Uh, Yeah, I I told her about the whole situation. She thought it was insanely fucked up. And she doesn't want to talk to you, not like she would have before. But I gotta admit, the part that really got me was the mailing list one. Uh, Imagining myself plugging the email list where people can sign up to be the first to learn about albums, games, merch, and live shows. Like, like, like I would sully myself to mention an email list when you know that I refuse to touch any form of digital text communication outside of my Blackberry Pearl 8100's native texting app. James, now that is a riot. (laughs) And do you know... What sometimes happens during riots, James? Things get broken. Things get burnt. Things end up going missing, James. That can happen sometimes during a riot, James. I don't know why I brought that up. What was I talking about? Right, in Jennifer's privy, having a great time, you're cracking us up, want to thank you again for reaching out and I want to emphasize one last time, though I know I don't have to, that if you were serious and that if you use this voicemail as an interlude but let's just say there's nowhere in the world I can't fly to Ooh, the boys from BTS just emerged from the back with a birthday cake for Jen. I have to go again, but thank you so much. I will talk to you later, James. Have a great day. Stay safe out there. Bye-bye. the people who would have been involved and would have seen anything are either dead or in this room apart from of course tiberius youngblood Hmm. so making it public that would be i assume this information will get out at some point i would prefer it not become public knowledge until you have found your revenge 
if, if rumors spread ahead of me, it could damage my reputation very severely. Something I know that uh, you would have no cause to value, uh, but I do value very much. I'm paying the reference desk through the nose, as it were, to prevent any one from learning anything associated with this event until everything has run its course. I'm trying to think of a how to figure out how trustworthy the broker is, and I don't know what sort of role that would be. Travis deals with sort of this type, mm-hmm. you know. So I feel like he can tell more or less when someone is trustworthy enough for like our the, purposes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, make make a roll, and I'd say grab a blue die because you're right. I, I think you do run in these specific circles. Uh, and how how hard is this? I'm gonna make it hard. Sure. What, just one? One red die and two purple. Okay. I ain't, I ain't scared. Should have been. Should have been. <laughs> Should have been scared. One failure oh. and... No, one failure. Sheesh. I think you... And one threat. You have been watching... Oh, no, wait. Sorry, sorry, sorry. One failure and one advantage. You have been watching the broker um, for the last few days. You know, you've been comparing this person to all of the other CD individuals, all of the other powerful individuals that you have met in your life. And the thing that you know is that this person is appears to be very good at what they do. I think you know enough to know that you don't know if you could trust them for sure. I, I think also... He might be lying to us about a lot of things, but I don't think he's lying to us about wanting to protect his reputation. Yeah. I'm of the school of thought that anyone can be bought. And I feel like he's, up until this point, it feels like he's been operating, like, he's thought that he's been, like, the end-all, be-all of, like, of Mm -hmm. knowledge, of money, and, like, I don't know what it means to, like, for him to be bought out, but I, I feel like he's... The closest thing to someone who can't be bought out. But I don't know. I would say, for all parties involved, this arrangement seems mutually beneficial. Whether or not there is as much trust as we would all like, I think we can agree that if we succeed, everyone gets something. What would your price be? Um, We talked about... A dozen birds. I think that's where we, we ended up. We it was eleven birds. Eleven birds. Okay, but that when I don't. I oh, do. and you'd like to be paid in birds? I no, don't. we, we, I we do don't not, want to be. I paid do in not birds. want to be paid. We in don't birds. have any room. Travis for them anyway. might want a cut in birds, but I no. Um. Okay. 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 Uh, do you have any idea of how much you would like? Well, to get us started, I. And I don't know if this is necessarily payment for a job, if we were to accept it, which we have not agreed to yet. Uh, of course. The, no one has accepted a job until ink would be signed on a contract. But I... Travis starts to put away his pen. <laughs> <laughs> one single drop drips down onto the page. All right. Um, I, I, don't want, I don't want to be outbid by Youngblood. I, wa- I, want, I want to be able to track him. So whatever we get paid, some of it has to incorporate outbidding him at the information desk indefinitely. 
past your stay in Bujanith? Up until Tiberius has been dealt with, I want to be able to to track him. I can do that. Okay, then let's talk. That's that's very close along my lines. Uh, uh, Mr. Gable? I don't need any payment. Well, 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 let's not say anything we don't mean in the heat of the moment. Gable kicks the wheelchair away, so it pushes... Uh, Travis... (laughs) 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 That whole exchange lasts a solid minute. (laughs) The only thing that I need is for you to understand... We can sign contracts, and if I sign, I will fulfill the obligations. But if you turn tail and turn against us, you know full well what I can do and what I intend to do. I don't intend to let anyone trick me twice. I think... I understand what you are saying. I will kill you. I'm getting that impression, yes. Uh, uh, if if the, the request that you have for, for this end of the deal uh, merely be that I respect your ability to uh, use lethal force to enforce your deals, uh, you have that easily from me. I will say, as a business person, th- that you are entitled to request more if you would like but again I would be happy to pay you in respect I've got a request yes uh, uh, Mr. Matigo once the the duties of the contract have been fulfilled I would like you to help me find someone Travis pulls out the rabbit's foot that he got from that tent Interesting. Yes. I believe I would be able to help with something like that. Wonderful. God, we still have a feather to get. Go ahead. What's that? We still have a feather to get. Oh, that's right. Oh, that's, oh, damn it. That's that's why we came to fucking Virginia. <laughs> that's why we're here. <laughs> that's right. It's the only reason we are here. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, uh, to that end. Um, oh, do you and- have a foot, too? <laughs> <laughs> I have a coyote paw. <laughs> um, I um, I also would like a... Uh, oh. I'd like uh, two things. I'd like more information. I We are on the hunt for these feathers. They mean something to us. And you have to, you have access to a lot of information. Gable is wide-eyed right now. Feathers. Fuck! <laughs> Does that... Do we, he doesn't know no, that. that, that I mean, that, that's fine. Yeah, he, oh, no, it's fine, but just, like, we're very we're I, close. I love to our, you giving that up. That, that rules. Okay, that rules. all right, okay, okay. Sometimes it's it's very hard, extended, like, series. I can't remember what is classified and what is not classified information. No, it's fine I that think, we're you saying that we're looking for it. Okay, but great, it's just right, like, cool, cool. Okay, I love the idea of okay. there being, like, icy startled silence yeah. from the okay. rest of the crew. All right, we'll do it again. Okay. Um, no, 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 that, that rule. I think okay. we'll just keep that. Cool. The uh, feathers, what what sort of... It doesn't matter why we're interested in them, but you need to know that we are looking for them, and they're what, scattered. What? The feathers that is offered up for the, the prize. prize for Bujanith, 
We want that feather. Oh, fallen feathers? Jonnet is a little bit stunned. Yeah, like, you... a, like like the folktales? Yeah, yeah. Yes. We know that they fetch a heavy price on the... I yes, I assume they would. Um, I can have my network search. Uh, 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 you would just like a, a generalized information about. We want feathers? as we want as specific detail on every single feather that you can find. Location, who has it, uh, last time that they were seen, everything. I will admit to you, I was deeply worried that I seemed to be getting the much better end of the deal in this negotiation, which led me to believe that I would be murdered regardless. But that is actually a worthwhile thing. They are rare from what I understand. I've never sold one. Previous brokers have, uh, but but I have never sold one. Um, I would be happy to extend that ongoing service, especially because that would require me to continue to live in order to offer this service to you. Wonderful. How did this come to be the prize for Art Piora? It has been the prize since the beginning. It's the same object, I believe. Oh, it's just a trophy? For the past few decades. Oh, I believe it's the genuine article. I've... Only I've I've never held it myself. It is uh, somewhat of a tradition that only champions be allowed to actually hold the feather. Well, and who would want to? Though it does look rather gruesome. You should try touching one sometime. It's fascinating. No, bad. It's bad. I mean, if if you would like to know more about what holding one is like, I assume you could ask Hildred Gastar. But pardon. Hildred is... Oh, you might not have met. Hildred is the three-time champion of Iarpiora. Mr. The Broker, we can... We can talk on back channels later about... Is there tea to be spilt? No, there's not. Okay? What is happening? I... I, I know I am a businessman, but if there is goss, <laughs> we will not be discussing I would any love goss. To no, we won't. We will not be discussing we any goss. Be discussing. The hotter the we goss. Will, we no. won't be discussing. We might be dishing, though. I, Here's the thing. Perhaps over a round of slingers. Gabe will start smashing things again. <laughs> <laughs> please, 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 please. I can do this. I can find information on the, the feathers. Um, uh, I, I will do what you like. If, if these are your requests and no more. I have one more request. Yes. Um, out of game, real quick. I don't think I gave a name to Jonnet's hometown. Uh, so I needed like a, if anybody's got like a, a mainlandy town. Um, Ooh, Sandusky. <laughs> no. Akron. Akron. Kent. Akron. 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 Where, where are you from in Ohio? Uh, Columbus. Essentially Columbus. Columbus. Yeah. But I do, I go to St. Dusky all the time because my dad had a, has a boat up there. Oh. Um, Big coaster head. Yeah. Yeah. I like Akron. <laughs> Akron. It's very funny. It's very good. Okay. Cool. I have a request. I would like a, a ship and a, a small sum of money to be sent to the town of of Acheron. It's in the mainland. And uh, I want it to be delivered to uh, a girl named Zana. She's uh, 
She's about 10 years old right now. Do you have a last name? Kessler. Zana Kessler of Acheron. I will see to it that, uh, let's see, I've never heard of the town before. About how many people would you say are in the town? It's small. It's uh, it's mostly uh, agriculture uh, at this point. 5,000 should do it then. 5,000 gold pieces sent to Zana of Acheron. Thank you. It will be in her hands. Travis, any birds? Well, just, the, I mean, probably the one bird. The, um, oh, what's his name? Ferdinand? Ferdinand, yes. Yeah, we'll take him. Did you still want to stud the bird? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, then I will just have ownership papers signed over to you, and I will hook you up with a stutter and we can have the bird deployed to wherever the Uhuru might be later on in its travels. Great. Uh, should you have need of it, that that seems acceptable to me. Mr. Gable, I appreciate again that I have failed you quite substantially and I can see that uh, there is a great deal of emotional turmoil, but I would like to believe that the accord that we reach today is enough to assuage your tempers. Tempers. He, he seems to have trouble finding the words staring at you. You are so very intimidating oh, to him. Mr. Gable, it's fine. We're all You don't fine. get to call me that. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. What should I call you? You're making him very mad. I can see it. Oh, Gable's always like that around me. It's this fun thing we have. I, far be it for me to suggest a, 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 a personal relationship management. As I have pointed out, I am not good interpersonally, but even I can pick up on... They, they seem like they might lash out. Well, yes, they're not good interpersonally either. The terms are sufficient. Okay. Oh, I have one thing. Yes. You, <laughs> uh, you said that there were like a dozen people on one side of the room and then two other people on the other side? Yeah, yeah. So there, there are about a dozen people who just happened to be working on the night staff of the hotel uh, who may or may not be involved. And then there are two people that the broker has deemed would be involved. One mm. is dressed uh, just as a, a like busboy, like backroom hotel staff might be. And the other is dressed in relatively fine clothes. They are the night manager of the hotel. You two. Hold up your hands. They are bound to the chair, but the spooky butler takes the 30 seconds it takes to walk across the room and cuts their arms free. Hold up your least useful finger. They, frightened, but unsteadily do so. I want you to know that what I'm about to do is a mercy compared to what I wish to do. And Gable breaks those fingers. Ooh. It's nasty. Uh, they scream through uh, their gags. Um, but you can tell through the pain there is some relief. 
is that all the punishment that you wish to visit upon these people? Yeah, Jonnet shoots the night manager in the kneecap. Jonnet! Jonnet! <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, that's more in line with what I expected, at least. Again, Jonnet is so tired. <laughs> and he's just he's just so tired and like like that he recoils from what he just did, and then like he gets down in front of the guy. Uh, that is like he's I assume he's like recoiling or something like that or in a little bit of mm-hmm. shock and then he lifts his head up and then he takes his bandana off <gasps> should I roll for this because I, I just want I don't want to do anything to it other than I just want the eye to open just a little bit damn dude <clears throat> I fucking love this so much I want this to be an average roll. Okay. I think divine or arcane. No, arcane is arcane, what we've been yeah. using for you. Um, so arcane and take uh, a blue die to that as well. Oh, yeah. I got that. Two successes and one threat. Okay. Uh, so, Jonathan, you are going to succeed easily mm. at this what do you want to do with that? i ju- i truly just i i want john to to lift the guy's head up i want john to be direct uh, making direct eye contact with him and then i want him to close his eyes and then i want him to open his eye and i would just want him to say i don't know you i don't even know your name but rest assured i see you and behaving that cowardly is never worth it. And then he will close his eyes. He'll put his bandana back on. He'll make unbreaking eye contact with him for like two seconds. And he will get up. You could see in that eye contact that something in the man has changed. We don't appreciate this. Everyone else in the room doesn't appreciate this because we can't see what he saw. But in making eye contact with Jonnet's third eye, that man was opened up to some of the divine wisdom of the universe. Does jo- Ooh, does Jonnet even know that happened? I don't think so. Mm. For most of that interaction what this pained person saw in front of them was a 15-year-old boy with a kind of scrawny build uh, with a haircut that does not really feel very suited to them at the time being, who was very tired and perhaps very emotional as well. For a second after that eye opened, they saw a different person, an adult someone that Jonnet has seen before. Jonnet, describe to us what this person looks like. Oh, shit. Oh, man. This is the vision. Um, yeah, I mean, in that moment... So Marvel's the vision. <laughs> <laughs> Paul Bettany. Paul Bettany's there. Yeah, the, 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 the Nightstaff man sees into the eye 
maybe in that moment is a little transfixed, but then when he like pulls back and, and looks again, there is a grown man kneeling in front of him. He's toned, but not huge. His hair is done up and it's tied back. His face is worn, not necessarily haggard, but experienced. He is incredibly calm in this moment. He has a long sort of like maroon highlighted uh, kind of like a trench coat, very fine pieces of clothing that are also a little bit worn just again from experience. He's got like facial hair, sort of like a down into a beard and a goatee and maybe like a one of those classic eyebrow scars. Nice. <laughs> and that is that is the the vision of Jonnet that he sees for himself. And in this moment, this man understands who you are and more than that, who you will be. He's seen starkly the difference between the kind of man that he is and the kind of man that is standing in front of him. And he feels a shame so deep and so profound that I think, I think his soul cannot bear to be in his body. And he passes away. What? Wow. Okay. What does that look like? Uh, oh my God. <laughs> it's shocking to be sure. I don't think, I mean, I can't imagine anyone even listening has watched a person die before. There's just an unignorable knowledge that a second ago the person in front of them was alive and now no longer is. Oh my wow. Okay, we'll get you a good big hat. <laughs> Keep that sucker on. Jonnet, you you realize like the, I, I think there, there's probably some fear because like that yeah. realization hits you as well and you can feel the universe. There's something that lets you know that you did not kill this man. This man died on his own accord. He had the ability to continue living with the shame that he carried with him, but he chose not to. Mm. I mean, I guess it in, might be a small comfort, but you could also yeah. be fucking terrified. No, no, no. Too. I, I think I think that does that does sort of resonate with John, especially just from what he's experienced with this eye before. And I think in that moment, because this is, I feel like that's just John. He this it happens because he's already kneeling, John. It feels this this nightstaff man let go and pass and then he just looks up over his shoulder to gable for just for any kind of sign of of anything and then he looks back at the man he holsters his gun he stands up and he turns to the broker please make good on our arrangement and we'll make good on our end. I think the broker is speechless. You did roll a threat in that role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think 
the broker saw everything that transpired. So in the one sense, he has witnessed a power that he has never seen. And if there's one thing we know about the broker, it is that he respects power. But the threat is that he also knows that that happened. And he saw that Jonnet has three eyes. Okay, so... We have to go. Agreed, agreed, agreed. We're all in agreement. Uh, uh, what, what What am I... Travis, to- you sign for us. Jonnet, please, let's go yeah. outside. What, what about the rest of the staff? And, and, and... They're all... And the, everything is... We're this, fine. Yeah. Just, uh, you know, we all saw that and just... I guess kind of keep that in mind in your future dealings, and um, that's that. I will point out the broker is the only person who saw the full Mm -hmm. thing. Right. Other people just saw this child kneel in front of this man who was tied up and then walk away, and that man was dead. Um, so they don't know what happened, but the broker certainly does. They might they might think that he died from the shot. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, that that is true. That, That is true. They could easily think that. So that if you work up that contract, I'll gladly sign and... Okay, all, all right then. Travis will sign for the entire crew. We have to go. We will see We'll see you at the show. Oh, Jonnet, yes, please. who's competing in the, the show? We'll figure it out. So Abel's I, got an arm on Jonnet's shoulder and is very, very tight just in case anyone tries to do anything. I, then I think everybody exits the room and the broker... Uh, like is sort of left there with his spooky butler and like out of the side rooms, the negotiation room, more spooky butlers like enter the room and start to clean up the mess and cut free the hotel staff that you decided to spare any punishment. And they turns to the, the one who was involved and not dead. Well, you are fired, obviously. Once again, we return to a line of prospective new sky pirates in front of the ship Uhuru. There is a table where Jonnet, Spit, and Gable are sitting awaiting a new applicant. No, we got it. All right, next person, come on up. We don't have all day. Oh, hello. (laughs) Oh, hi. Hi. Uh, Well, here's uh, my uh, headshot and resume and... Well, thank you very much, ma'am. That sounds awfully familiar. I'm I'm willing to do nude, too, so you can Um, flip the... Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, oh. Now, hold on. Mm -hmm. Hold on. We don't want to throw out all of our options right away. Uh, Well, but this isn't, like, despite all pretenses, we... This is not an acting thing. This is an interview for a position on a pirate ship. Oh, well, I wouldn't be acting. I'd be doing it. For real, like a like a, you just be nude in on the ship. And just, I could do any manner of uh, sexual acts that anyone on the ship might deem wanted or necessary, particularly if they looked like an old timey prospector. Now wait a minute, I oh oh 
It does sound very familiar, but I guess it's not ringing too much of a bell. Okay, so do we need a prospector fucker for the ship? <laughs> John it. That's an important role to think about. I think we need to leave the room. If you guys want to do your stupid grown-up stuff, then I'm gonna go I'm gonna go hang out with the birds. The- oh hey John. <laughs> hey John it, what's up? <laughs> Hey Travis. Not doing interviews tonight? No. I don't just some some lady I think is gonna go have sex with spit and Gable's gonna <laughs> sexual. Yeah, oh. I guess Gable's still in there for some reason. Well she we didn't leave. I'm their spot. Oh. <laughs> hey, do you ever when you're a bird, do you you're, do you can't ask me again. No, 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 no. I just want to know, do you like actually have conversations with other birds like Ferdinand? Do you chat when you're in bird form? Well, I still talk like a human. So I you know how sometimes you talk to your cat and it's but the cat and they look at you but they don't really. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you guys talking about talking to cats? Hey, Slam. Hey. How you doing, bud? I haven't I'm seen you in Pretty minute. good. I'm not allowed to be outside right now. What? What? Oh, they're having sex out there. <laughs> Wait, they moved out? They Oh, God. Okay. Well, who's to say whether they started inside? Yeah, 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 yeah. It's inside or outside. It's a nebulous place. <laughs> Wait a minute. It probably changes a lot. Slam. Yeah. You can't know. You can't tell no one what you're seeing here. <laughs> Oh, the tell, tell oh. no one what. Uh, uh, <laughs> John, it, uh, this, is, this is a bird that gives me advice. <laughs> oh, Travis. Okay. Well, have you been talking to Slam while he's, you're? Yeah, he's got the same name as Travis. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, holy, and, uh, holy he crap. also has the same voice as Travis because he talks to Travis so much. That's how come he knows so much good advice. Uh, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Slam. <laughs> yeah, and you know how sometimes also a coyote and a rabbit will be able to mimic human speech? Travis, what are you doing? And a snake? I'm <laughs> torturing this poor man. Hey, Slam, do you tell anyone else about the advice you're getting from these animals? Well, no. That, that it doesn't work. <laughs> but, but I guess because you're talking to the bird, it should be okay. Yeah, yeah. I talk with the bird all the time. It's great <laughs> advice, you know, love and life and dating and career wise. What was the last thing you asked the talking, the advice bird? Oh, uh, I mean, uh, I, I don't really ask the bird as much. The bird tells me things that I should do. Oh. oh. Yeah. What was the last thing the bird told you to do? Well, they said, uh, get, get a bunch of potatoes <laughs> and uh, cut them up, fry them up. And pull him over by uh, Travis's bunk. Uh Yeah, because the other Travis, not the bird Travis. Yeah, 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 birds can't eat potatoes. Not bird bird Travis, but uh, just they leave him there right before sunrise. (laughs) Hey, Slam! You ever think it's weird that you never see Travis when you're talking to any of these animals? No. Travis Bird says he doesn't like uh, hanging around Travis. Oh, okay, okay. Because yeah, he's yeah. too cool. Oh, you get, you get intimidated. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the slam, man. I we gotta hang out more, man. I missed you. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> totally. Can I? You know what? Can I work out with you someday? Oh yeah. Sure. Nice. When? What's the next time you're working out? Uh, I mean, now. Are well, you? Well, slam, don't. <laughs> Don't you have some laundry you have to be doing? For- oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That'll make my delts really pop if I do a bunch of laundry <laughs> for Travis. 
As Travis Bird, he has a lot of uh, tiny vests and uh, bow ties. They're coming no. below. They're coming down below. Oh, I'm coming everywhere. No. 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 Where's the window washer girl? James, no. <laughs> you terrorist. <laughs> Campaign Skyjacks is a one-shot network production. For more information, be sure to follow us on Twitter at at CampaignPod for updates about live shows and other events we might be doing. You can find more great gaming shows over at OneShotPodcast.com. Like OneShot. Take it from me, heroes. The most fun way to learn about new games is to listen to them get played. Every week on OneShot... I, your host, James D'Amato, bring you actual play recordings with a talented cast of improvisers, game designers, and other notable nerds. Each month features a new group trying a new system, exploring a wide variety of genres. The stories are self-contained, so you can jump in anywhere, and it's a great way to find new games. Discover the magic of RPGs with One Shot on your favorite podcast app. Jonnet Kessler was played by Tyler Davis, who can be found on Twitter at Tyler A. Dave, on Mainstage with Second City, or at IO with Devil's Daughter. Gable was played by Liz Anderson, who can be found on Twitter at Liz Anderson underscore underscore underscore, or on her podcast, Paired. Travis Matago was played by Johnny O'Mara, who can be found on Twitter at Johnny and Briefs or on his podcast, Dilettante Ball. I am James D'Amato, your host and game master. You can find me on Twitter at OneShotRPG or on my other podcast, OneShot. The original music featured in this production was composed and performed by Arnie Parrott. You can find Arnie on Twitter at A-R-N-E P-A-R-R-O-T-T. And you can find more of his work at atptunes.com. This episode was edited by Casey Tony, who can be found on Twitter at Casey Pony, spelled C-A-S-E-Y-P-O-N-E-Y, or on his own podcast, Neoscum. Our logo was designed by Fiona Shea, who can be found on Twitter at Fiona Pup. The World of Sphere was inspired in part by the music of the Decemberists and the card game Illimat, property of Together Studios. The role-playing game used for this production is a modified version of the Genesis role-playing system published by Fantasy Flight Games. There are no kings. Take flight, heroes. And once for our friends ne'er rise Twice to the dearest we're leaving behind Who know we can never deny The call of the sky